Okay, it's the Joda Podcast. Joe's here. Amanda is here. She's busy uh, doing doing stuff in the background. Hi. Hi. We we've got a very special guest with us today. Our friend Michaela. And Michaela, you met Amanda when you guys were studying sign language, right? Yeah, it was right after. Actually, no, not right after I graduated high school. I think I took a few years before I went to college. And yeah, we both signed up for the same class, ASL one, and kind of hit it off from there. Yeah, and she we know each other ever since. She, she was the kind of the mama bear of the class, huh? <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't the oldest, nope. um, but she was definitely the most. In the nicest way, loudest. <laughs> so Amen. a lot of people, a lot of people knew who Amanda was in the class yeah. and outside the class too. Awesome. The loudest. Well, you yeah, I just was really loud when I said that. So <laughs> it's true. There you go. Now there's there's an age difference. Amanda's yes. in her forties. You're in your twenties. I am. Yep. I just turned um, twenty six earlier 20, this year. Twenty six. So yeah. now normally. A 26-year-old woman is, if she's not married yet, she's looking for a spouse or working on a career or doing all of that. You decided to step out big time in faith and you adopted two little ones. I did. Two little girls, beautiful girls named Maya and Raya. Yeah. How old were you when you adopted them? Um, I was, um, I'm not really good at math because <laughs> I adopted them. I, I want to say, yeah, 24. It's been around two years because yeah. they got adopted in um, 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody's probably saying, okay, why did she decide? Because you're not married. I am not married. You're no. single. Yep. But you decided to adopt these two two gals, these two little ones. What, what are their ages right now? Um, my oldest is six and my youngest will be five pretty soon. Six and five. So... Yeah. So take me through the, the process in your brain when you were thinking, I'm going to adopt these, these little girls. They're going to be mine. Because they were part of your life before that. Yes. A big part. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can tell us, walk us through that. Yeah. So basically, you know, it all started with the foster care system. And they've been with us for the longest time. Um, some stuff happens and they kind of were put in permanency and... I knew from the beginning, ever since I was a young girl, I always wanted to adopt. It's always been something on my heart, um, especially I feel like God kind of spoke to me in terms of this um, because I've always just wanted to help kids. There's just so many kids out there who need kind of like that extra love, Mm -hmm. Um, even for me, because in my family, um, my biological dad was not part of my life and my stepdad kind of took that role and he became a father figure to me and um i just knew blood doesn't define family so i had no issues when it came to um knowing that i was going to adopt one day and these little girls came in they were with us at a very young age and kind of grew up with me in a Mm -hmm. sense because i've known them since well my youngest was a baby and my oldest um was recently kind of one years old mm-hmm. through the foster care system and just watching them grow up. And I just immediately fell in love and I knew um, whatever capacity, it's going to be forever. And then um, when kind of stuff happened and I knew um, I couldn't lose them. I couldn't lose them. They, yeah. they, they were already so much. And I knew, um, I always said, what, 
I always tell what my oldest. Um, she was born out of my heart, and she knows that she didn't come out tell me, but she was born out of my heart. And I prayed a lot to God and just kind of asked for the guidance, like you know, as because as a single parent, it's very scary going into that role. So it's sure. like, is this is this the right one for me? And it was this immediate answer from him, like, mm. yes, this this is the path um, I'd chosen for you to take these girls and raise them to love God as well, because everybody needs that extra loving, huh? Yeah. And God must, yeah. must have really loved you guys to give you such a great mommy to, yeah. help, to help take care mm-hmm. of you guys. Yeah. What was the reaction when, when uh, you told family and friends that, yeah, I'm going to adopt these two girls. I've never been a parent before. I'm on my own, but I'm going to take care of them. Actually, it was a very positive one um, just because I come from a very big family. Um, I've been raising children because I'm like because um, i the oldest of six kids. Um, I've worked at the daycare for the longest times. So I've been a nanny, babysit, which is completely different when you have your own, but it's always been known of me to always be that healthy hand with raising kids. And so, and with my family, um, you truly cannot raise a child without, like, well, you suppose you can, but to have that support Mm -hmm. from my family is truly what makes everything so wonderful and such an easy transition that it was um, when it came to adoption. Mm. So it was very positive. Well, and I know with me, when you talked to me about it, we sat down and I was just like, you do know what you're giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have this discussion of you're, you're giving up your single life, you're giving up dating, you're getting up, you know, it's yeah. going to be harder to find somebody who's going to want to raise two adopted girls. But and we had that discussion. And after talking about all the, the these are the hard parts, Michaela was like, no, I still want to do it. You yeah. know, and she just I have nieces who are her age. We have nieces who are her yep. age. I can't imagine them selflessly mm-hmm. giving up their life and essentially taking in these two sisters mm-hmm. And building a house and making sure that they had a home and a place to grow and have roots and stability. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's truly amazing. And these girls are so blessed to have Michaela. Absolutely. And you can definitely tell the the changes I've just noticed alone. It's really interesting because um, we, my family have always been in the foster care for a really long time um, before these girls came in. But the minute, like when they were in the system, um, they were definitely going through a lot. Oh. That hurt, right? <laughs> uh, sorry, she was picking on my finger. <laughs> um, and the minute they knew that they were adopted, their whole attitudes have changed. Um, they were just more willing to embrace challenges and just to show this. Um, it's really, actually really beautiful, this bravery that just kind of woken up in them. Mm-hmm. Like they were just powerhouses. I mean, beforehand they definitely were, but like after they were just even more so. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have a strong family behind them now. They do. They, and they, I remember the day they got adopted, they were so excited to become Browns. Mm-hmm. They were super excited about it. They were. Yeah. They were all about that name. Well, there's a, there's <laughs> a sense of, there's a sense of when you belong. Yeah. Yeah. And kids that are shipped from house to house in the in the system, and they feel, I'm sure a lot of times kids feel like I'm just a burden. Nobody, oh, they do. Nobody they- really wants me. They're just housing me for the money or, or mm-hmm. whatever, this or that or the other. For somebody to say, you know, I love you so much, I'm going to keep you. <laughs> You're going to be one of mine. That, that uh, well, that's yeah. what God did for us, yeah. you know. He, 
He adopted us into his family through Jesus, uh, dying on the cross for our sins. And when we accept Jesus as our savior, we're adopted into that family of God. Okay, I'm here with Maya and Raya. Say hi, girls. Say hello. 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 So, hello. I'm going to ask you questions and you answer them, okay? Okay. Okay. Ready. Okay, so you guys got a very special mommy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, let me say one at a time. And your, your mommy chose you guys to come live with her. Yes. What did it mean to you to go live with Mommy Michaela? Yeah. Was it was it really fun? Uh-huh. And mm. what do you like best about living with Mama Michaela? I like the play slime of her. Yeah? Yeah. So you got a nice house. Yep. Yep. And you got and you got a and you got a puppy dog named Yes. What's your doggy's Mama. name? Shiloh. Shiloh, yeah. Shiloh. Shiloh. And who who plays the most with Shiloh? Me. Oh, you both play a lot with Shiloh? What does Shiloh like to play? Tug of War. Tug of War? And she likes to play with balls. Play with balls? Like she'll, she'll bring the ball back to you guys? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we get to throw it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. What do you like about living with your mom? Stop. I like... Cooking and baking cookies. Cooking and baking cookies? And I like to eat cookies. <laughs> oh, could I tell you something exciting? Sure. One day, me and Maddie are going to cook some cake, and then Bug and Maddie. And also me. Mm-hmm. Maya's and Brayden and Mom and... So you're all going to get together and cook? No, not everyone. Not everyone. Just me and Maddie are cooking, but the others will taste test our cake. Oh, and you're gonna you're gonna taste it. It is right? real or cake? Yeah. And you're uh-huh, real cake. You're gonna be the taste tester, right? Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be good. What's your favorite? What's your favorite things? What 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 do you like to do the most? Bake. You like to bake. What do you like to do the most, Maya? I like to make some cookies with mom and donuts. You like to make cookies with the mom and you donuts. Like and also swimming with mom and making slime of her. Oh. Gooey, sticky slime. Oh, yeah. Now, Just like seaweed. You guys go to parks and play, right? Yes. Yeah, you did that today, right? Yes. And you swam, and then you yes. went, and then you went on the boat with us. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you got to drive. And you, oh yeah. Yeah, you yes. both you both did really yeah, good driving. Out of time. You both did really good driving, and you both like uh, going really fast, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you get uh, splashed. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, pretty cool. So, what would you say uh, some of the biggest challenges are of being? Not only a single mom, but an adoptive mom. Um, I think for the single mother aspect is that, um, and not knowing, like, not saying it's not a sacrifice I'm willing to give, but there is seems to be kind of like a loneliness aspect of it. I do, I have a great support um, system in place, but 
sometimes, and I think even all mothers can say this, is that once you have children, it's like that's the role you are. You kind of lose your sense of identity in that. It's like, oh, you're a mother. It's like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like think of an example. But it's like, once you're a mother, um, it really does come all of your kids. And that's honestly a sacrifice that I do not regret once. But sometimes it does get a little lonely when you're just doing um, things kind of by yourself. Um, like Amanda said before, one of the, when she was talking to me about the hardships, is that a lot of people there is kind of hardness to find a partner um, willing to do that with you, especially with children mm-hmm. that technically aren't his own. Um, but that even shows more that um, my faith in God, he'll definitely show me the right partner who's willing to take on these challenges with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I will never ever doubt the unconditional love that he'll have for my children as such as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's God give like <laughs> God fearing men out yeah. there. Yeah, there, there, there's a few. There you, is. You just gotta look for them. Oh yeah, in the right places. Yeah, in the right, in the right places. places. <laughs> yeah. Um, if somebody out there is thinking about adoption, okay. uh, whether they've been a parent or not before, they're they're thinking about taking that step and welcoming a child that's maybe not flesh of their flesh, bone of their bone, but that per, that that child has crawled into their heart, mm-hmm. so to speak. What what would you say to them if they're if they ask you if it's worth it and should they do it? Um, it really all comes to me. I always had that philosophy growing the way I did. We were always surrounded by family and a lot of it, um, family wasn't blood. You know, it's people that come into your life who loves you no matter what. Um, all the mistakes that you can make, all the things that you can regret, they'll, they'll take you in. They'll love you no matter what. And, you know, I've heard people out there, some people aren't like that. They only want blood and it is what it is that's totally fine but when it comes to adoption you will be completely surprised of how much the statement blood does not define family really is Mm -hmm. because it's people that you've watched grow and overcome so much and there's beauty in that Mm -hmm. and me I'm always thought I didn't really have that much of a maternal instinct even though I've watched so many children but the minute I become a mom it's shocking the changes that happens in you I know somebody commented once it's like like they really question it because it's like oh like you need that you need that pregnancy because you know the hormones it changes your way your brain thinks and whatnot like without that it's really hard for you to embrace that aspect of your life of motherhood and I can tell you, no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> you don't need the science behind it to become a mother. It truly is unconditional love. And I feel like um, that's something that God kind of installs in all of us. It's just us willing to embrace it and discover it. And that's what it is like with us. It's all about discovery. If you're willing to take that leap with somebody and learn, um, which is in my mind kind of like adoption itself, um, beautiful things can happen mm-hmm. and that definitely can help strengthen strengthen your faith as well anything else yeah let's so let's talk about when it comes to adoption of course it's kind it's kind of like um marrying someone you kind of learn their baggage yeah and take on their baggage and i know with these girls there was a lot of things that have come up you don't have to go into specifics yeah. because a lot of that's private and mm-hmm. and they wouldn't want that stuff out as mm-hmm. as they get older but mm-hmm. but for you how has it had how has it been for you to kind of navigate that 
it definitely has um, taught me to learn as much as you can. Um, believe in me, for growing up, I, a lot of my inspiration comes from my own mother. Um, I grew up, which you know I totally can share, is that um, I was I was sick growing up. Um, I was in and out of the hospitals with uh, uh, surgeries for brain surgeries, and just seeing my mother embrace that mama bear <laughs> attitude when it comes to discoveries about like just talking to doctors, fighting with doctors. It's like you need to provide the best care possible for my children. Um, it, it's just fact, and you know anybody in the foster care system definitely is going to come um sadly with baggage right. it is they're they, they have experienced horrors beyond um imaginable for children and that's just and these girls saw enough on their own yes it honestly a horrible way to start life yeah. um so as a parent adapting um with that is just more about discovery um i think some uh, using the term, we like to use the term like um, neurotypical. A lot of people, when you grow up in the well-balanced family, you typically have neurotypical children. When you suffer trauma, you are non-neurotypical. So you're going to um, kind of have a different outlook on life and you're going to behave accordingly to that. Mm-hmm. And um, when you do adopt children from that situations like that, you basically are on a mission of just discovering like no matter no matter what people when they give you advice about children how they do it it is not gonna work for your own children you're gonna have to learn and do everything differently they come with like they come with their own fears and like because of what happened in their past there's different quirks about them Mm -hmm. and so it's about just navigating each child individually but you didn't just adopt one you adopted sisters to keep them together Mm -hmm. I know you know, I'm considered Maya's godmother, but like Raya, I would consider her my goddaughter too. I mean, yeah. we call them our goddaughters. <laughs> well, you're, you're your auntie, they're aunt, your auntie da. Well, they, they say it like so pronounced, it sounds British. They're like, aunt da. <laughs> With their it. British accents. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you for bringing them into our lives. Yeah. I mean, we love those girls. We love them like they're our own and they feel like they're our own flesh, just like you feel like family to us. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're very blessed that you brought them into your life because it brought them into our life. And so yep. we, we love them. They're such sweet girls, very smart. very You can tell night and day from before to They're after they very, were adopted. They, 100% because you were there the whole process when they were I got in the to see the care. adoption process. You did. And I never went, sat through that before, and I was just like... It was just so touching, and like yeah. they're they like the judge and all the lawyers are like, this is a happy day. This is one of the happy days in court that we like. This is one of the happy days, and you know, I I actually was wondering if they would let you adopt because you were a single mom, but okay. they let you, mm-hmm. and because you had such a good support system, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I'm very proud of you. Oh, you. Yeah, we're so proud of you, and and I'm proud of the mom that you are. Oh, You're a great you. mom. And I love seeing you grow with these girls as much as seeing them grow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are, you know, Michaela has given them a happy childhood, finally. And they deserve that. I'm trying. Know. They do. They do. They deserve, they deserve everything and more. Yep. Well, thank you for letting us interview you. Yes, Michaela. Yes. Thank you. And <laughs> you guys uh, out there listening, maybe uh, keep Michaela and the girls in your prayers. Yes. And, uh, you know, if. Uh, Maybe you can't have children. Maybe you've never even thought of adoption, but maybe now hearing 
uh, this uh, this story. Maybe this has uh, sparked something in your mind about uh, maybe I'll look more into it. Well, and maybe maybe God's not calling you to adoption, but please support those who do. Yeah, you know, it's be very a important. support. Like we're trying to be a support for Michaela and have her and the girls over and be in the girls' lives. Be a support for those who adopt because it is a hard transition for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that different age because um, going on this journey, you definitely meet a lot of people. Um, also. Um, going through the adoption stuff and no situation's the same everything's so different and yeah just um supporting and helping and you know you don't always have to um this one girl she always says don't always ask the personal questions um when it comes because a lot of people for some reason like to know why uh, you chose to adopt yeah it's really not important it's all it's all about just loving more kids who need it because i love them Mm -hmm. absolutely All right. Well, thank you guys. And thank you guys for listening to the Joda podcast. Until next time, uh, I love you. God loves you. And we'll keep Keep you. you And he'll keep you forever and ever and ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoopsies.